The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Big Sills. Football Monday. 13 days out till rent's due. 13 days out, my friends. No more projections. No more BS. Rent's due. All the wishful thinking. Rent's due. All the stuff that we've been talking about for the last seven months, rents due. And let me put it to you. Oh, by the way, let me start here with you. First and foremost, you want to know what respect is? How about when the NFL players are all polled and asked who the best player in the National Football League is? And they all write down a 45-year-old dude by the name of Tom Brady. That sends a great message. And that gives me a lot of hope. That players in the league respect performance and resume. And you don't get anything handed to you. The word potential, we talk about that all the time on this show about the Eagle team. It's littered with potential which means, code, you haven't done it yet. The guy who was named the best player in the sport has done it. Has done it and done it and done it and done it and done it. And every player in the league respects him. A 45-year-old guy was given the crown of being the best player in the league. That's awesome. All the players vote on this, not the hammerhead media people. All the players. There's no bias in it when you just really go, is there one player I would want on my football team right now to win me a football game? Who's that one player? Who's the one guy right now that you would have on your football team that could win you a ball game and you had to play 60 minutes? It's the GOAT. It is absolutely the GOAT. Kudos to Tom Brady, man. That's why he could take an 11-day absence, because he's built that equity up. Jalen Hurts has not built any equity up. So Brady plays in the final exhibition game of the year because he needs timing, he feels, because he's been away. The Eagles' baby, and by the way, not on Jalen, but the coaching philosophy and the front office philosophy is, I don't give a shit about exhibition football. 
or gain speed at all. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. I saw people like Josh Allen and everybody playing halves. Not, not, not the Eagle guy. It's almost like you think he's an established quarterback. Jalen Hurts is not an established NFL quarterback. He is not. He's, he's striving to be an established NFL quarterback. See, this is where I'll tell you the truth. He's not established. They treat him like he's Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb is established. Okay? Established. Okay. Let's get into that thing we saw on Saturday. You know, I don't really give a shit about the score. I don't care. You've never heard me mention a score in an exhibition football game, ever. I don't think I've ever, or maybe I can't remember the last time that I even mentioned the score. I might mention a touchdown strike or a touchdown run or a saving tackle on a touchdown, but I, I never really talk about score because it's insignificant. Really, it's insignificant. But you know what's significant when you're talking exhibition football? Effort. Playing for a job. A culture. Caring. I heard Barrett Brooks talk about culture in the building in New York with a guy who didn't want to make a play to help his teammates. That's what I saw on Saturday for the Philadelphia Eagles. Poor effort. Poor tackling. Poor angles. Plain and simple, this has not been a very good exhibition season. Outside of a couple drives in the Jets game and in the Browns game, it's been underwhelming. I haven't seen anything except comments from media people about practices and how great the practices are. How great the team practices have been. Every time I've watched them, it's been underwhelming. I haven't seen anything that made me go, Jalen Hurts is improved this much and the defense has improved this much. The offensive line, in my opinion, is still formidable and I have a great takeaway with those guys. But outside of that, I don't think the Eagles, do you really think the Eagles, hey, I'll ask you, do you think the Eagles have had a good postseason here? Excuse me, preseason. Do you think they've had a good preseason? Yes or no? And give me an, a, a, a reference, two drives, one drive. Hey, Jalen was six for six. So what? They looked out of shape, unprepared, and uninspired. Some go, well, none of the starters played. So your whole roster's uninspired? So you mean to tell me the only people on the Eagle frontline roster are the starters that are inspired? The rest of the team's not? Guys are trying to make jobs here. I got my reservations on Hertz, but you seem like you got a personal agenda with the kid crushing him. Mac Jones looked terrible and you said not a word. Flex, a personal agenda? Here's my personal agenda on Jalen Hurts. I don't believe he is a franchise NFL quarterback. If that's an agenda, so be it. Sorry, you don't like my take. A personal agenda? No, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. 
Live with it. You think he is. One of us, by the end of week 17, will be right. You or me. And we're all hoping, watch this. I'm not wishing him not to be today. On August 29th, I do not believe that Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback. Sorry. Now, if he proves us wrong on week 18 and he comes out of that Giants game and you go, Sills, I told you so. You may be right. You may be right. Today, you're not. Because I'm talking to you on who he is today. You're talking about what he may be in about 25 weeks. We'll see. It's not an agenda. And by the way, as Michael Corleone says, it's not personal. It's strictly business. There's nothing personal here. I have nothing personal against anybody. Anybody. But right now, okay, hey, it's funny, isn't it? Nobody in your market will say what they're truly feeling. You know what they say to you? Well, he's got to really play well this year, and yet the jury's still out on him. Well, if you're running for mayor of Philly, that's a really great answer, but I'm not running for mayor. What I do is tell you how I feel. And some of you don't like it. See, that, I guess, is what the controversial part of our show has always been. You don't always like what I say. I truly don't care. I truly don't care. Most of the people with the dumb comments are a box of rocks to me. A box of rocks. It's all good. Because when you have to go to personal slander in saying things to me, Shows your intelligence. It's okay. You do more harm to your own reputation than mine. I don't care. Okay? I don't care. I don't care. Dank says, stop bringing Jalen up in the, in the chat. No. Your football team is going to be, well, Here. In Tampa, they're talking about Brady. In Green Bay, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers. In Baltimore, they're talking about Lamar Jackson and his health. With the Jets, they're talking about Zach Wilson, Willie Develop, and in Chicago the same way. So don't ever tell me what to say or talk about. Ever. And I don't care. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback yet. I got to see more than the folks are where, but, but, but flex, where did you see in the exhibition season against the shitty jets? Gardner Minshew crushed that team last year in a regular season game. Where have you seen outside of the hyperbole coming out of the Novacare center and out of training camp where you really saw him get better? By the way, I'm going to go down here, but our expectations are finally, this is the final call. This is last call on what our expectations are going to be 
for the upcoming season. You may agree or you may not agree. It may upset you. It may not. I don't know. Paul says, I would... I was wrong, Sills. You were right. They're going two and four. Hang in there now, Paul. Hang in there. Okay? Hang in there. Okay? Trey Lance performed poorly. Trey Lance was terrible. Terrible. And you're going to cut a player who when they had the list, there were like honorable mentions. Jimmy Garoppolo by the players was considered the 106th best player in the National Football League, and the Niners are going to cut him. Good luck to you. I think that's a mistake too. You might not like that take. You might not like that take. Okay? Thank. I get it. Richard, I also get it. See, people like having, just like in our country right now, they like having things given to them. You don't get shit here like that. Xander knows that. What do you think? This is college debt relief? Is that what you think? That's not what this is. You have to earn it here. Earn it. Not been given it. Go to work. September 11th, go to work, Lions. Go to work. I I just don't get how they baby hurts the entire preseason. For what? Why 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 didn't you coach him? They did not coach him. Okay? Flex, what's your take on Mac Jones because he looked terrible? Well, I think that Bill Belichick has put him in the most difficult positions you could possibly be put in during the preseason so that when the regular season comes, Mac Jones will be prepared for all the adversity that's coming his way. That's how you coach a kid. Same thing with the way Willis was coached by Mike Vrabel. I want to hear see him run. He wanted to see him throw the passes, throw the ball. That's how you coach a kid. What do you think? Everything is rainbows and butterflies. How many times have you seen a game plan been put together and all of a sudden that game plan gets ripped up at halftime because a team is doing something completely different than what you prepared for? Most of the time, the inexperienced coaching staffs, this is how you get out coached like the Eagles were against the Buccaneers in that playoff game. It was varsity versus JV, coaching staff-wise. Todd Bowles and Leftwich and Bruce Arians versus Nick Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon, and Shane Steichen. It's a joke. Are you kidding me? It's a joke. It's like somebody having a lemonade stand on the corner and you're trying to compete against Bill Gates when you have that kind of difference in experience of coaching. The Eagles last year, coaching staff-wise, was a lemonade stand. You're not going to beat experienced staffs like Andy Reid, not blitzing, not setting the edge, not giving effort. Let me roll it back a little bit for you here and put it all in perspective. Do the Eagles have one of the best rosters in the National Football League? 
Absolutely. Can this team go far? Absolutely. But they're putting their own self in jeopardy by not being prepared, in shape, and utilizing the talent they have on the team. How do you not give effort? Effort has nothing to do with ability. It's a want to. Seals, they didn't have the starters out. So like I said a couple minutes ago, so your entire roster doesn't give a shit? That's a culture thing. Your roster tells you what culture is in the building. Do you understand that? There's a reason, yes, that guys are first, second, and third team. There's a reason. The third team guys are supposed to be giving more effort than the first team guys because they're trying to make a spot. Not just farting around out there not giving a shit. It's poor poor attitude. And when you're in a game like football or hitting or tackling or UFC, MMA, you got to understand you're going to get punched in the face. This isn't tennis or baseball. You've got to have a desire, man. I was listening to Barrett, and I heard Barrett today on Sports Take. Man, I just I got to give better effort, man. You got to have game tempo. You've got to be able to go out and show who you are. I mean, poor effort. And by the way, like I said, if I had to give the exhibition season – a grade for the Eagles? C. Very average. Very average. There was nothing exceptional. I didn't see anything exceptional. Jalen against the Jets? <laughs> okay. Whatever. That drive, uh, those two drives that I saw with the uh, with the Browns, that was good with the old line. Outside of that, though. I, I didn't really, I mean, I thought Minshew played well. I thought the old line played well. I thought Kaiser White has. Seals take a volume. It's going to be okay. This is Hurts evaluation season. Dude, you know what? I don't want it just to be about Jalen Hurts. Because if it's just about Jalen Hurts, the season will be lost by midway. This has got to be a team effort. To help carry that guy. And that guy helped carry the team. Okay? That's right, Steve. It's about taking another dude's will, man. E. Kuhn says, poor effort reflects culture. It totally does. The New York Giants have an awful culture. Do you know the biggest job that Brian Dable has, the new head coach at the Giants? He's got to clean all that riffraff out of there. He's got to get all that BS and them dudes with no attitudes out of there. He's got to get them off and get them out of there, man. It's terrible, man. Okay? Okay? I just, it's it's a terrible effort. Slasher says, my main problem with the offseason last season was the consistent screen passes. Hey, Slasher, same stuff, man. Two and five start, two and four. I'm still, I'm more convinced of a two and four start than ever before. 
and then they'll revert back to running the ball and everything will be okay again. And they'll be able to run through that second half of the week-ass schedule and they'll go nine and four. Yeah, that's how they're going to do this. Same way they did it last year, slow start. You have a slow start against that Lions team? I watched them. There's not a lot of talent up there, but you know what there is? A lot of will. And I'm not saying will beats talent. I'm not saying that. But you know what will does? It keeps it close. It keeps it close. And if bad coaching staff, by the way, I think Dan Campbell, who would I rather have, Dan Campbell, Nick Sirianni? Personally, I'd rather play for Dan Campbell. But that's just me. I like that mentality. I like that. Hard work. He reminds me of Doug Peterson. Dan Campbell reminds me of Doug Peterson. He does, man. Trying to change a culture in the building. Trying to set a tone. Trying to set an attitude. Dan Campbell reminds me of Doug Peterson. Okay? McMullen saying eight, no? I, I, I can't wait to see this. Okay? Taco says Dan Campbell is a cheerleader. Okay? I think sometimes coaches have to be. Okay? Sanders disputing that. McMullen, 8-0. Everybody's got a right to their opinion. Live with it. That's where we disconnect. I'm not sure what that means. Um, I like what the Lions are doing. Okay, here, let me go here now. And what I'm going to do today, because we've had conversations about this in the past, this is the last time we're going to be able to throw out what our expectations are of this football team. By the way, our dear friend Gary Cobb will join us at 4.30 Eastern from Fox 29. We got a schedule already lined up. My legendary friend who played 20 years in the National Football League and is part of the broadcasting for the Lions, Lomas Brown will be with us. That'll be on Tuesday. He will step in. And then NFL scout, I want to get Chris Landry's thoughts on the Eagle roster. And after the cuts on Tuesday, I'm going to have Chris Landry from Landry Football on. That'll be on Wednesday. And that's the first three days of this week. So we appreciate everybody stepping in with us here. Please hit the like button. Um. The Lions are not good. I repeat, not good. Dan Campbell is great. I, I agree, Slasher. I, I, I said they're getting better. Okay? I think, he's getting, I think they're getting better. And I think that offensive line gives them an opportunity to be better this year. According to Pro Football Focus, that's the third best O-line in National Football League with Penny Sewell and them dudes. So I like what they're doing. All right. Expectations is a hard thing to try to quantify when it comes to wins and losses. It's hard because other teams and injuries and the war of attrition and such. Um, by the way, the depth level of the football team is not as good as people think it is. Not from what I've seen. Hey, now watch this. That may change. But my first impressions... I think the frontline guys are really good. And I think the over 
hyped second and third team guys, I think it's been a little bit too much media hype. Because I haven't seen that on the field yet. And I haven't seen it anywhere where I've been impressed with the seconds and thirds on the Eagles yet. I haven't seen the depth. Shit, the kid from San Francisco's being cut. I mean, your your safety position. By the way, I've got all the, uh, we're going to go over the depth chart too. And how I look at every single position. We're going to look at that as well. Okay. Nick says, dude, it's all talk. So are your Eagle media guys. Guys are all talk. Your paper champions. All talk, dude. Today on August 29th, you're all talk. Facts. You can't give me one thing today that makes me say you'll beat an elite team. Not one thing. Not one. There's not one thing that you've done in the last year, that makes me go, you can beat Tampa Bay and the Bucks, the Rams, the Packers. Hell, maybe not even the Niners, even though I don't like the quarterback decision they're making. We'll find out on week two if you can beat the Vikings. Okay? My expectations, I'm not wavering off it. I'm going to stick to my guns on it. This football team makes it to the NFC Championship game. in spite of them not having an elite quarterback. I think there's enough on the offensive side to take control of the football team. And I will say this about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, for you to be an elite team in the league, has to make plays finally against elite teams. He's never made plays against elite teams. He's never. He has to this year. Like when Lamar Jackson a year ago made plays against Patrick Mahomes, that's elite. That's elite, okay? That, to me, again, is how you're going to be gauged. Is it 4,200 yards and 30 touchdowns? I don't know. That's really not relevant. He's got to beat. The Vikings, Washington, the Cards, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Colts, the Titans. Think that's going to be a walk? We'll see. After what I saw that defense do this exhibition season, Derrick Henry's coming for you. You better put some rocks in your pocket. You better put some rocks in your pocket. Because that dude finished ninth in rushing with 10 touchdowns and only eight games. He's going to be ready. And, of course, you got to beat the Cowboys. Got to beat the Cowboys. Got to beat Dallas. Shit, that line has gone on since Dick Vermeil was the head coach. Got to beat Dallas. And... They've made you look like a JV team every time that they've stepped on the field with Dak Prescott as a starting quarterback. Okay? That, to me, again, is how he's going to... You've got to have a winning record versus those teams. Okay? 
You know, you know what's funny, Razor? When you say something like that, that Derrick Henry hasn't done anything in the playoffs since 2019. I'm talking about week 13, dude. Darius Slay better have his uh, his Wheaties that day. Or he'll make you look like Norman, and he'll make you look like some of them other defensive backs. Nobody is going to be spared when that guy gets on the field. He'll make you look awful. So far in the NFL, that's Nick Saban's greatest football player. That dude that was taken in the second round is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a bona fide Hall of Fame player. That's Hall of Fame talent. That ain't going to be no cake ride. Plus, you got a coach that's 10 times the coach Sirianni is. And Mike Vrabel, the reigning NFL coach of the year. I mean, that's a great organization. John Robertson is a great general manager. And that's why that football team has won. It's because of that dynamic duo they have. Their coach and their GM are one of the better guys in the league. Jesse says, Sills, what's your prediction on the season? I think they go 11 and 6. I think they win the East. And I think they they get to the NFC title game. Because I don't think the Rams, here, here's why. It's not that I think that you're better than the Rams today or the Bucks or the Packers. I don't think they're as deep as you guys are. And I, I know I've been critical of the effort that these guys gave on the second and third team. I still think you have a better roster than the Packers, the Rams, overall 53. Then the, I, You could make the argument that the Eagles are the deepest roster in the NFC and the Bills are the deepest roster in the AFC. Okay? Edge goes, Chicago goes 1-16. and 16. I don't know how Justin Fields has a chance to succeed there. Okay? I, 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 just, I don't know how he succeeds there. Um, it's, just, it's just a never-ending pit of dead quarterbacks that go there. Okay? As a third stringer, no coach would love to push me to go hard and to make the team. That's one on players. You could be coached hard, but some dudes just don't have it. So you have a whole roster. Out of the 90 guys you have on your team, Flex, you only have 22 of the 90 guys, and you brought bums in. Then you brought bums in. That's on an organization. You're right. If I have to wind you up, and I have to aim you in a direction to be successful. I got the wrong guy in the building. I didn't evaluate you. Jalen Rager is the greatest example of that. Doesn't go after footballs that are out of, out of his reach. Doesn't die for anything. Shitty on special teams. His will is terrible. He doesn't have a will to be great. He thinks everything should come to him, including perfect passes. And if the quarterback doesn't make a perfect pass, well, guess what? It's the NFL. Not everything's perfect. Barely anything's perfect. That guy who's been coddled, man, from his time at TCU to where he is now, that guy deserves to be cut. And not because of any agenda here. He just doesn't have a will to be great. That's part of a shitty culture. 
I don't want a guy like that that doesn't want to earn his spot and thinks he earns a spot because he's a first-rounder. That's not a way to make a team. That's not a way to have an attitude in your building either. Who the hell wants that? Well, I'm here because I'm a first-rounder. Well, you're not here because of ability, that's for sure. And you're not surely here because of production. So why are you here again? Oh, how he likes me. Yeah, that's a way to keep a guy. How do you keep a guy for that? Well, because the GM likes me? Jesus, criminy. It's almost like nepotism. Me a break, man. Howie's fault, coach's fault. It's all of them. Coach's environment. Dude, you know what you should do to Jalen Rager? If I were the head coach and I had my own, and I had my own autonomy, do you know what I would do? Any guy who played the way they did or gave me the effort they did against the Dolphins, I would have yanked him right out of the game and said this, you ain't making my football team. I would rather keep a dude on my team. If the talent was close, that at least gave a shit. And I don't care what round you're in. That's how you build winning cultures. That's why New England was the way they were. You had the will of a lion and Brady. And then you know what else you had? It resonated down to the rest of the roster like Edelman, Amendola, Welker, all those dudes who were nobodies in college. It resonated down. How do you think Brady motivated those guys? Doesn't it shock you that everyone looks at Nikhil Harry with, with Belichick and goes, well, he missed on a wideout. Well, he didn't miss on Edelman, Amendola, and Welker. They were late-round draft choices, free agents, and nobody wanted some of them. But he took the will kid. I want to hit on Gannon's defense next. By the way, we're going to go over the roster. Gary Cobb, don't forget, also at 4.30 Eastern time in hour number two. I'll get to some of your takes. We'll get over to your thoughts here in a second here. But don't forget about my friend Morgan and Morgan, where the fee is free. Guys, if you've been hurt or injured on the job, one of the most important things that you could possibly do is get an attorney that will represent you and your family to the best of their ability. Fair compensation. That's what Morgan & Morgan is all about. They have collected over $13.5 billion in compensation for their clients, and they're the biggest law firm in the country. For the people is not a slogan. It is who they are. Do me a favor. Call them, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. And when you call them, do me a favor, tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com.
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6ABC.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys for stepping in with us. I'll make a statement to you right out of the gate here. I think Matt Corral throws a better football than Jalen Hurts. That guy's awful accurate. Xander was right. Screw the small hands. That guy can throw the ball, man. He's accurate. I mean, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, excuse me. Thank you. Yeah, Steelers. Kenny Pickett, he throws a better ball than Jalen. He does. He's got a better arm. He's more accurate. Kenny Pickett looks like he's going to be somebody. Yeah. Made just my eyeball test right out of the gate. We'll see. Oh, here it is again. Potential. Potential. That's what your guys got too. Potential. So Kenny Pickett can throw the ball. I mean, he's been accurate the entire preseason. And when you just watch him throw to his receivers, why I mean, they're not wide open. He's got a great arm. He does. I mean, I'm watching that Steeler game over the week. I'm like, this kid's already got a better arm than Jalen Hurts. 
This kid, Kenny Pickett, can throw the ball. Now, is that going to translate into wins? Will that guy be another Jay Cutler? Will he be a guy that um, can't figure it out, can't process the information? All yet to be determined. But just so far with the eyeball test, he throws a better ball than Jalen. Okay? Trubisky was even good. He throws a damn good football. He does. Both those quarterbacks are better passers than Jalen. That doesn't mean it's going to translate into more wins for them with the Steelers this year. Just like this, Aaron Rodgers is a better passer than Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a better quarterback, though. You understand what I mean? Okay, Mr. Trubisky throws a good football. He does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right, man. That, hey, that pass to Johnson, man, dude, it was right on the dimes. Now, again, like I said, what does this translate into quarterbacking in the league? We'll see. Wins and losses, it does. That's right, big picking. Wins and losses. Um, you know, their quarterback position in Pittsburgh is not as bad as it looks. You know, when you say Mitchell Trubisky and you say Kenny Pickett, you're, you're automatically going like this. Well, man, one cast off, one guy who was drafted 20th. You know, if he was really a great, he'd be in the lottery, like the top 10 pick. You know, I get it. But after watching those guys throw the ball in live competition in game speed, they, they, they're accurate. They're pretty accurate, man. Very accurate. Agendas? What agenda? That I said that Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky throws a better ball than a quarterback that I don't believe is a franchise quarterback? Take it any way you want, guy. I don't care how you take it. You could spin it and yarn it any way you want into some stupidity narrative all you want. I'm looking for the best football player at that position for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't give a shit what it looks like. But it's got to be accurate. And it's got to be able to stand in the pocket. I don't think they're shaky quarterbacks in Pittsburgh. I think you're getting great coaching in Pittsburgh right now. Keith says Hurts is 32 out of 32 starters right now. I don't, I don't buy that. I, I think he's sitting around 17 or 18. Okay. Matt goes, I have a hard time believing you're a legit sports analyst. I have a hard time. No, no, no. Here, Matt, because usually you go to fortune teller places or people who like to tell you your fortune and such, or you play the lottery and things like that. That's why you're at the wrong show, guy. Okay, because I tell you who you are on March 20th or on August 29th. Who you are today, where your feet are standing, not what you think that dude is. Sills, Hurts or Mayfield? Taking Jalen. Taking Jalen over Mayfield? Jalen's way more mature. Jalen's not going to make a stupid play. Mayfield will. Okay. Hurts, hurt, but he's on. He's got an agenda right now, because he has a one-year deal in Carolina, and he thinks he was disrespected. Baker Mayfield, well, he was. You got a six-round draft choice for the overall number one pick four years ago. 
and Cleveland's got to pick up $10 million of that contract, if I were Baker Mayfield, I'd have an ass too. Okay? I have an ass too. That's why I think he's going to play his ass off down there in Carolina. I have no idea what that means. But the NFC South might be better than what people think. The Saints are going to be better because of Jameis Winston. And Carolina might be better because of Baker Mayfield. How much, I don't know. And the Buccaneers with that old line? Tell you what, if I'm Tom Brady, you're lucky you have Tom Brady in the NFC South right now. You're lucky because he knows where to go with the football because of the destruction of the offensive line. You're lucky you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. Okay? Um, Hurts got one to nobody believes in him. Jeremiah, that's not true. The entire organization wants him to be the guy. The owner believes in him. The general manager believes in him. The head coach believes in him. The offensive coordinator believes in him. Very rarely do you have a dynamic. Now, I would say this to you. I don't know if Howie believes in him, but I believe the owner does. You know how I say that to you? Why would Howie then hedge his bets and make that trade with the Saints so he could have two first-round draft choices next year if he was completely all dove in on Jalen Hurts? He knew that the quarterback class had seven kids coming out this year. So basically, Howie Roseman has hedged the Eagles' bets. The organization tells you something, but their actions don't show you. You spend $100 million on a wideout, and you're going to run the ball. You should run the ball because it's your strength. And you got two first-round draft choices in next year's quarterback-rich draft. But you keep telling people you love Jalen. Okay, I believe it. I do. I do believe it. Okay? How he's covering his ass. Absolutely. Let me say this to you about Jonathan Gannon now. Oh, by the way, will somebody cover Tyreek Hill? So the first play, across the middle, Tua completes a 54-yard pass. Embarrassing. Some go, the starters weren't in. There was no effort. And by the way, why weren't the starters out there? Why weren't they? You think this is some established football team? Boy, I'll tell you something. They, were, they weren't right last year, guys. You know how everyone goes, well, they were healthy last year, and it got you killed in the playoffs. Didn't matter. You were not healthy going into the 2017 playoffs, and you won the Super Bowl. Great, we're healthy and got killed. We weren't healthy in 17 and won it. And you started out two and five. How's that? They were right last year. How was that right? Show me where they were right last year, not to play their players in the exhibition season. Because the team didn't get hurt, you still started two and five. That's right? Wow. I I got a whole different definition of what's right and wrong. Hey, we didn't, you know, we, we, we did it right last year. You know, 
Nobody got hurt. Yeah, you're 25. You had to change your entire football team. Crazy. And, and, and a culture. You see, the coaches in the organization and how he doesn't give a shit about exhibition football, and it played its head and reared its head in the preseason. You saw it. Anytime they played, there were some spot plays where they were decent. Most of it, though, was just average. It was average football. Average. Nick's right. It's like a country club. Just a country club. Let me say this to you about Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon has no right being a NFL defensive coordinator. Where did they get this guy from? Where did they get him? Who, who, whose idea was it to have him as a D coordinator of the Eagles? Flex says, Jeffrey Lurie believes in Jalen, how he doesn't. And when we won the Super Bowl, we played Matt Ryan and cuz Case Keenum last year, we played Tom Brady first round. I get it. I still think ownership and many people in the front office believe in Jalen Hurts. Okay? Manster, ugly game? It's not so much just like the score. It's the effort that sucked. Just the effort. Jonathan Gannon is, I don't know, I'll tell you what. This guy here is what we call, as players, a great bullshit artist. He gets in front of the media, looks good, and says the right things all the time. And that's how he gets job opportunity to go to the Houston Texans and interview for the job. He's a perfect head coach. He's the modern-day NFL Kevin Stefanski, uh, Brandon Staley, those kind of dudes. He's perfect. But to be a true D coordinator, I think you have to have your defense from the first guy to the third team guy that plays with your DC's attitude. We're going to bring heat and we're going to put the quarterback on his ass and we're going to do it like Al Davis used to say, hard. I'm getting to that quarterback or I'm getting to that receiver or I'm getting to that running back and he's going to know every single time that I get on a football field with you, you're going to be like that old line that the Eagles have. The most impressive thing about that Eagle old line, they could probably run five plays at you and kill you and just kill a team with five plays and probably tell you, I'm going to run here. There's nothing you really can do about it. So you might as well take it. You can do all the fighting you want. There's nothing you can do, but we're running over the three hole and we're going to power trade at you. And there's really nothing you can do. Do you know how helpless that is as a man, as a coordinator, as a unit, when you know you're going against an unstoppable force, like an Eagle offensive line or a running attack? It's 60 minutes of hell because there's nothing you can do about it. That's attitude right there that I want on defense. There's nothing that you can do against Gang Green's front four. Nothing. You ain't stopping Jerome and Reggie and Clyde. You're not stopping that secondary. And by the way, don't bring those guys coming across the middle because Wes or Andre are going to knock the living shit out of you. And you got to deal with Seth and the linebacker. Seth's going to mug you. <laughs> 
That's kind of defensive attitude I want on my team. And you got the, you got the talent for that, but it takes a defensive coordinator to instill and bring that out of them. Jonathan Gannon, this guy belongs at the Hall of Congress. This guy, the, like the library in Washington, D.C., that's where he, he, he belongs in a library. This guy's a bookworm. He belongs as like a, he's like a CPA. I don't want a CPA running my defense. I want guys that's going to bring it, and I want guys that are going to bring it. And get this, you may lose the game against Minnesota, but I want Kirk Cousins or somebody or Dak to say this, shit, man, that, that Eagle defense, man, they come after you, man, and they are headhunters. And they are coming after you, man. Man. You better put your mouthpiece in and you better have your, your chin strap on because that football team is soft. They never set the edge defensively. I got my reservations on, on Gannon. It concerns me, but I've seen a lot of killers with smiles. Dude, there's no way that guy's Jekyll and Hyde. There's no way Jonathan Gannon is Jekyll and Hyde. Okay, no way. What? What? Is, have you seen a philosophy change? Now, look, some of you are going to go like this. Well, Sills, what do you want on the show? You know, D coordinators are not going to show anything in the exhibition season because they don't want to get a situational play calling chart against the defensive coordinator. So the OC on the Lions has an opportunity to see what they're doing. I get that. I'm talking about attitude, setting the edge. Bro, you don't have to have a scheme to set the edge. Or gaping holes in the middle. Okay? Here, here's what's either this. Either you have a shitty culture in your building, or your second and third team guys suck. Pick one. Hopefully it's not both. Pick one. Either they suck, and once again, your Philly media people pumping up the second and thirds in the whole roster in Howie. Or it's a culture. You're praying it's not both. Okay? Tell me. And am I lying? Jonathan Gannon, man. Jesus, criminy. Every single time the Philadelphia Eagles get on a football field and I watch that guy's defense, I'm even more convinced he sucks. I don't see it. I've been around some of the greatest D coordinators of all time. Talked to him, interviewed him. Dick LeBeau, Jim Johnson, Monty Kiffin. Okay. The Bud Carsons and the Buddy Ryans I've talked to. Buddy came down and I've showed you a picture when he came down to our practice, sat around with all of us, talked defense. Do you know what Buddy Ryan was talking to my college Back in 1986, his first year in Philly. You know what he said to us? I don't care where the ball goes. I care that I got 11 guys that are playing with their hair on fire. And if I can have 11 guys playing with their hair on fire, I'm going to win every game I'm in. May not be on the scoreboard, but I'm going to win every game I'm in. You're going to remember my... 
Dude, the gangrene defense did nothing really when it came to championships or anything, but you remember that team. Okay. I think people forget you know what it takes to play in the NFL. Cody, it's all good. Buddy Ryan won what in Philly? Respect. Respect. That's what he won. Won the respect of the entire community on how that team played. Okay? You see, Richie, at the end of the day, championships and winning are defined by a certain individual, and everyone's got their own definition of what winning is. You have a different one. Okay? In a team sport, I have nothing to do with the scoreboard. I have everything to do with the guy in front of me. My job is to whip his ass in front of me. It's all I have control of. I don't throw it. I don't catch it. When you're an offensive lineman, he doesn't throw it, and he doesn't catch it. Okay? Everyone's got a job to do. So you're defined by what you think success is. To each his own. Jonathan Gannon is the DC version of Nathan Peterson. Peterman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Broad Street bullies of the Flyers are overrated like Buddy Ryan era. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so at the top of the hour here, we're going to go over the roster here, and we're going to take a look at it. And by the way, 4.30 Eastern time, we'll talk to our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29, and we'll get his spin on what he has seen. How about this? What he has seen um, so far this preseason. Maybe he sees something completely different than me. Hey, by the way, guys, am I wrong? Do you guys think they had a good preseason? How many people think that the Eagles had a good preseason? You guys think they had a good preseason? Do, do you? I saw a couple series. I was okay with a couple series. I was okay with them. I couldn't see the starters in there, though. I, I, I mean, the starters didn't really play that much. Yeah, I said that Jalen didn't play during the exhibition season. Everyone goes, well, did you see the Jets? The Jets? That's what you're gauging his improvement on? The Jets? You're kidding, right? Oh, yeah. And the dude, Paulie Shore, giving statistics. This is what you're gauging Jalen Hurts' improvement on. The Jets and the WIP reporter. Is that right? And what the organization's telling you. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Crazy to think that. How can you tell? We won joint practices, but not games. Joint practices are controlled scrimmages. They stop plays in between to coach. It's not really the starters did. How many? Not the defensive starters. I didn't see a game where the defense looked good at all. Maybe the Jets at the beginning? I mean, I didn't see that. You saw the defense have a good preseason. I did not see that. What else do we have to go off of? 
Tatiana, I thought you were setting a standard in the building in Philly. I'm not giving a shit about Buffalo or Chicago or Los Angeles. Isn't there a standard in the Eagle organization right now that you're looking for perfection? Aren't you trying to be the best you possibly can? Or are you just going through the motions? I saw moments going through the motions. Jones says, remember, Sills, it's preseason. So I see. Jones, so when you're striving to be great, you're not great all the time. You're just great when you need it. Is that your definition of how and when to be great is when you need it, not all the time? So you're not great all the time in everything you do in your life and you're trying to get better each and I'm glad Tom Brady doesn't have that attitude. I'm <laughs> totally, I guarantee you, no champion I've ever had goes like this. Well, I'll look like shit when it doesn't matter because no one's watching. Funny, that's when champions are made. When no one's watching you, you're by yourself, it's raining and the lights aren't on. That's when champions are made. Not when everyone's watching you. Okay? Luscious, it wasn't so much that you sucked in the preseason. It just wasn't, it was a, I don't give a shit attitude. Preseason. They didn't give a shit about it. They, to me, I think the Eagles would have rather, rather just had helmets and shorts practice at the NovaCare Center for a month. And that would have been good enough for them. And they would have teed it up at September 11th. Doesn't it seem that, am I wrong when I say that? They don't really seemingly like, like they cared. That they cared about it. Ty says the Rams won the Super Bowl and never players in the preseason. <laughs> you, you got Sean McVay as a, as a coordinator head coach. You got Nick Sirianni. You got Matthew Stafford as your quarterback. You got Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and, Jam, and Jalen Ramsey. You got an experienced football team that's been to two Super Bowls in four years. Won one of them. Okay? You got an aging football team. You're talking about a young team here. An unproven team, the Eagles. You're talking about the defending Super Bowl champions. Don't compare yourself to that. Okay? Don't compare yourself. Hit the like button. Hour two's coming up. Don't forget, Gary Cobb, we're going to look at the roster now. And we're going to go down the roster here as we get ready because cut day is tomorrow. They got to get down to 53. By the way, real quick, how much easier is it to make a team today? Back in my day, they had 47 guys and that was it. Now they keep 53 guys on the active roster and 16 on the – they keep 70 players today per team. Crazy great for players. I think it's great that there's that many jobs now than compared to back when I played. Only 47 guys were kept on a roster. I mean, it was difficult to make a team back in those days, and they couldn't hide people on IR. If you went on IR, you were done for the year. All right. Hit the like button, hour two. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. Your boy, Big Seals. Please hit the like button. So the NFL players voted on the top 100 players. Eagles only have two dudes, right? According to the players in the top 100, according to the players. It's not that quite important. Okay. But, I mean, Kelsey and what was it, Lane? Um, is there anybody else in the top 100? I may have put AJ in there. Okay. I may have put him in there. Let's see. Balada's close. Who else? Who, who, who? Slay. Okay. It's not important. Was it, was it Slay and Lane? I think it was was a slain and lane that were on the top 100 list because I, I, I thought i only saw two no just lane oh slay and kelsey i was right all right slay and kelsey i, th- I thought it was slay and kelsey uh reddick now right there though not not far out of it 
Okay? So, uh, that to me, that list, it's all good. I mean, look, I've told you before how people vote. I mean, on a pro, I get my Pro Bowl ballot back there, and I showed it to you. Me and Jerome Brown voted for one another, and guys end up doing that all the time. Hey, you vote for me, I'll vote for you. There are a lot of people, politicians for the Pro Bowl that way after games. Hey, you vote for me, I'll vote for you, da-da-da-da, whatever. Okay? So not all that important here, okay? Not all that important. Okay, I'm going to get to... Here we go. By the way, don't forget also, uh, Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour, 4.30 Eastern time from Fox 29. This, this, this story here, real quick, I want to show you how somebody can fall into the same line here of Joe Paterno a little bit. Like Brady Hoke, the head coach of San Diego State. So Matt Ariza, the punter for the Bills, was released because of this gang rape allegation, civil suit against him, okay? And so they released him. You mean to tell me the Bills didn't know any of this or they didn't have their head of security understand that this guy could potentially have a civil case against him? Did you not know that? That this guy was involved in a gang rape, allegedly? Where was the head football coach in this? You know, he played. It happened last October. Okay? Okay? This is crazy, man. This is crazy. The Bills, San Diego State, and the head coach, Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke should resign if he withheld this information. And you kept that guy on the roster. Not only that, but you kept him in the community in San Diego State on campus. And you didn't tell anybody that there's a case going on for a potential gang rape and you got a player on your team and you kept him in the dorms on campus? Jesus, criminy guy. I know it's important to win and I know he's an All-American, but really at what expense? This shows you right here what coaches will do and what length they'll go to win and cover things up to make sure that they have the best personnel they possibly can on the football field, especially at the college level. It's a great example of it right here. Brady Hoke should have took that kid off the team until there was an investigation. Had him off the team, not punting, not on campus. Cover your program's ass, guy. But that wasn't that important to him. Winning the Mountain West and doing all that other stuff was important to him. Opening a new stadium like they are this weekend. Got a brand new stadium built. Don't want to have any shit going down. Can't have a player that was an All-American involved in a gang rape. We got a new stadium opening. People always go after Coach Paterno. We see this example being made all the time on compromising one's integrity. Okay? I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent. But for the Bills to whack him and for the NFL to take that, he had won that job in Buffalo. He had won that job hands down. Fans loved him. Boom. He'll never kick again. It's over. Brady Hoke and General or the AD should resign. 
covering up a gang rape of a player on your team in a civil suit being charged. The girl filed the charges the next day. Wasn't like she sat on the thing and just waited days for it to come out. What a scummy situation. The head coach of San Diego State, Brady Hoke, should be held accountable. All right, let's move on. Please hit the like button. Um, Tart got released by the Eagles. Yeah, I said he has been very um, uninspiring. Very uninspiring. 49ers were right to let him go, weren't they? To me, it just looked like he was a step behind the whole time. Okay. Yeah, Steven. Very, very talented. Very talented punter. He's a guy that changes field position for you. That guy's dreams over. Okay. The guy's dreams over. All right. Let's take a look before we get Gary Cobb on. Let's take a look at the defensive side of the football. And I want to go down each position here. And I want to give you my assessment of where they are talent-wise. And I do believe they'll go to a 43 front. There's, I got first, second, and third team. I got this from Tracy Rocker, actually, on what the depth chart looks like now. Okay? Um, left defensive end, Brandon Graham. I think Brandon Graham actually has had a really good camp. I think that he has brought his leadership in the room. I think they're pretty stable there, pretty solid there. I'm pretty impressed with um, that position on the team. Is he an elite player? No. But is he a frontline starting defensive end in the NFL? Absolutely. Any team would be proud to have Brandon Graham starting on their defensive line. I'm a fan of his. Fletcher Cox, yet to be determined on what kind of season he'll have. They bring him back on a one-year deal. Fletcher's going to become like a gypsy here real soon, like Adama Katsu was, where this is his final year in Philadelphia. And I think Fletcher's going to give you the very best year probably that he's had in the last three years because he's going to want a potential team out there to not want to have to give him such a haircut when it comes to his next team salary he's going to make. He's making $14.4 million this year with the Eagles. He'll be looking for a $10 million a year deal. So for him to do that, he's going to have to put up five or six sacks and he's going to have to put up 30 tackles this year. He can't have some of them donut games that he had last year. Now, was that because Jonathan Gannon and the system that he had is not conducive and that stupid ass two gap and crap that he has sometimes not getting the penetration? Um, Yeah, so... Eagles cut Carson Strong, too, okay? Boy, I'll tell you something, though. They never gave that kid an opportunity. I never saw the kid in a game, barely any, right? Philliapolis says, Sills was talking up Mac Jones, and then he looks like dog shit. Yeah, because they're coaching him. You know what they're doing to your guy? His mustache stuck. To, <laughs> he must have sucked in practice, I know. But how can you tell that in practice? Philiopolis thinks that Mac Jones sucks. No, it's called coaching him hard in the preseason. Unlike your guy. Here, Jalen, how can we make this perfect for you? Can we rub your feet? He was coached hard by Belichick. 
Okay. I know he did. I saw it too. I saw it too. At least he played. Um, right defensive tackle, Josh Sweat. Now, Josh Sweat's in there because what? Hardgrave's injured? Is that right? He's injured right now because on the depth chart, he's not there, Hardgrave. Okay, so... Sweat, they've got depth there. I actually like him. And you know what I'll tell you about him this year? I'll tell you one thing that I that I actually like. He's kind of showing me he's becoming a three-down defensive lineman now. He's kind of showing me that a little bit. So there's depth there. They'll get Hardgrave back. Oh, pretty good defensive tackle in the triangle will look awful good. Right, D.E., Kaiser White. He's probably been your MVP in the preseason here. Um. Eric says Hertz is exactly who he was last year. I agree. Okay. Sweat will have 12 sacks this year. He may. He may. He may end up having that. Um, and and you know what? I would say this to you too. Um, they've had some injuries inside in this camp for whatever reason. Middle linebacker, TJ Edwards. I really like him. I think he's brought a different personality to the team. And he's made it hard for the coaching staff to have to take him out and put N'Kobe Dean in there. Strong side linebacker, Hassan Reddick. We'll see what Reddick is going to do. You know what? He's a pro. He's had two straight years of double-digit sacks in two different franchises, which is remarkable. And it shows you that he could pick up a system immediately. Okay? So, I would say this to you. I would, I would sit there and I would have him, in my opinion, I would sit there and I would look at him and go like this. Look, he, he is really a guy, to me, that has really put an attitude in that in that place. And I like Hassan Reddick. Darius Slay, left corner. Slay's injured, right? Slay's injured a little bit. Rest him the whole way. You got 13 days, in my opinion, before you sit there. Okay? 13 days. Here's where you're a little trouble. Marcus Epps, safety, and Harris, free safety. Dudes. Those guys do not have strangleholds on that position. Okay? He does not have strangleholds on that position. And right cornerback, you have Bradbury. Okay? So, again, I think your defense is a good-looking football team. I think your defense is plays in a 43 or a five front. I think you're going to see multiple looks. You can go five front, 43, um, there's guys that are injured right now that they have on the depth chart that are a little bit out of position right now. But once we get 13 days in, I think everything's going to look pretty good for them to line up. We shall see what happens on that side of the ball. The question mark, once again, is going to be Jonathan Gannon. He will be the big question mark. 
Let's go over to the offensive side of the ball here. Right tackle's outstanding. And Lane, Jack Driscoll backs him up. Right guard is Isaac Sayamalo. Um, I think he's had a heck of a camp. Jason Kelsey and Cam Jurgens. Do you know that they probably have in Philadelphia the two best tandems of centers in the NFL? I think you probably have the two best centers in the league when it comes to depth, starter, center, or backup. It's pretty impressive. Landon Dickerson, banged up though, left guard. And Jordan Malata, your offensive line is outstanding. It's just really, it's just outstanding. Your tight end's becoming outstanding. Okay. Wide receiver, three set. Quez Watkins, I think, is going to be a fine player. I don't think he's – we'll see what kind of – what kind of year are we looking at with him, 600, 700 yards? You're hoping? That would be a reach, but I'd like to see six, 700 yards from him. Devontae Smith? It's going to be interesting to see at the end of the year what his numbers will be. Ty says 750 for Quez. So 750 for Quez. I can't, I, I can't wait to see what Devontae's numbers are this year in catches, yardage, and in touchdowns. I cannot wait to see it because I don't think it's going to be as high as people think it is. A.J. Brown. AJ will probably go down normal, 70 catches, 1,000 yards, um, eight touchdowns. That's kind of who he is. It's kind of who he's always been. You know, if you don't think Ryan Tannehill is that good a quarterback, well, quite frankly, it's not that much of an upgrade for him then from Tannehill to Hurts. There's no upgrade there. So he's going to put the same numbers up. I mean, AJ Brown's not – with an upgrade at quarterback when it comes to throwing the football. He's not. And, I, and I'm and i not saying Tannehill's a great passer of the football, but they did win ball games with him last year. Brown overpaid? Well, that's exactly what Tennessee thought. He was not the main focal point in Tennessee ever in his career. And that's why he was – let go and allowed to leave the building. He was allowed to leave the building because they, he was not a focal point of their offense. Okay. 1400 yards, Smith. Eagles and talks to trade with bills for running back. Zach Moss. Right. Tannehill is more accurate than hurts. Actually, by far. Miles Sanders banged up. Running back position, I don't know. It's by committee. And then you got Jalen at quarterback. If I were to look at this offense, I would say this. Um, 
It's like the New York Giants offense with Tyrod Taylor quarterbacking it with a better line. That's how I look at it. By the way, don't think that that's a diss. I actually think Tyrod Taylor should be the starting quarterback in New York. I don't think they should start the season with Daniel Jones. I think Tyrod Taylor completely beat that guy out. Then he got hurt over the weekend, and he got banged up. But I like him. I I don't have a problem with Tyrod Taylor. Okay? I don't. Tannehill's getting replaced next year. Well, we'll see. Remember something. You got to be able to win games throwing the ball, like Mike Vrabel says, not running it. You don't run the ball in Tennessee at the quarterback position. Throw for wins, not run it. They don't want Willis running for touchdowns in Tennessee. They want him throwing for court for touchdowns in Tennessee. That's called being coached. Big Dog says, Hurts will play everyone's respect this year. Just saying. Even your respect, Sills. Hey, Big Dog, I said this to you guys, and I'll say it again to you. I made this comment about Lamar Jackson years ago. Do you remember the year that he took over for Flacco and he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn? He was terrible in the playoff game against the Chargers. He, he couldn't find anybody. I said that guy'd be out of the league in five years. The next year he comes back and he wins the NFL's most valuable player award and leads the league in touchdowns. I came out and I said at the end, end of that year, I've never been made to look any more worse than I am right now. And remember something. Skip Bayless said that Ryan Leaf would be a better quarterback than Peyton Manning when those two guys came out of college. Okay. This guy still hangs his hat on Baker Mayfield, and he's a bum. So getting the quarterback position, right or wrong, I'm not the only one that gets it wrong, wrong or right. Howie Roseman hasn't landed on a quarterback in 22 years in Philadelphia that he's been happy with. So if he's wrong, can I be wrong? Howie hasn't gotten a quarterback right in 22 years. One that he picked. You think he picked McNabb or do you think Andy Reid and Joe Banner did? But he's been in the building for 22 years, since 2000. Okay. He's gotten the quarterback position and quite frankly, he's gotten the wide receiver position wrong outside of one guy. One guy. Steven, I love Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh my God. Before I get on Gary Cobb, I text Lamar's mom. Okay? I text Lamar's mom. And Xander goes like this to me last Friday. Hey, Sills, don't make yourself look like a jackass if he signs a contract in the next 13 days. You know, I mean, and he stays in Baltimore. All I know is this. I sent a text to his mom. I said, we'd love to have you in Philly, man. Play through the year. And if you want to go on the open market, Howie will make a run for you. Imagine having Lamar on that football team. 
you'd be undefensible. Smith will lead the team in yards and eight TDs. Goddard will have more catches. And TDs, AJ will have 1,000 yards and like 10 touchdowns. I can see that. Philiopolis, Sills, you have really acclimated to Philly radio with the negativity. What negativity? What are you talking about? Negativity. Boy, it's truth is negativity. Okay. I didn't realize that until right now. Thank you, Philiopolis. Negativity is truth. Ooh, I didn't realize that. So then it's a you thing. Okay. It's a you thing. Ash, Sills keeps it real. I try, Ash. People hate it, though, man. Hey, is it, Ash, isn't this an exercise in people not liking the truth? That's how I look at it. Every time I see somebody say something like that, it's an exercise in their own truth and how they perceive things. Andy Reid had full control during his tenure. Okay, then flex. <clears throat> so he had nothing to do with um, Carson Wentz. Did he have anything to do with Carson Wentz? <clears throat> Did he? None? Maybe? I'm fired up. Start the damn season now, Stephen. Right on, man. Hollywood Brown wanted out of Baltimore. Yeah, well, quite frankly... So listen to what Big Dog says. Hollywood Brown wanted out of Baltimore. Like Hollywood Brown is a top 10 wide out. Right. Okay. <laughs> Hollywood Brown. Okay. Good luck to you in Arizona. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, better stand in line. Because when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, no one will know your name. Okay. Nobody will know your name. You're going to be like Tucson Brown instead of Hollywood Brown. <laughs> Tucson. Hey, big picking. Truth does hurt, man. I never realized, though, that when you tell someone the truth, you know what that turns out to be? Controversial. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I love it, too, over on my Twitter page because I'm critical when I say this. I don't believe Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback. He hasn't proven it yet. That's racism. I don't give a shit what it looks like. I care about winning. Winning has no color. Has no color. Crossing the finish line. Scoreboard. 60 minutes are up. You see, the great thing about football, unlike politics, you can't move the scoreboard. You can't move the chains in a football game. You got 60 minutes of ball and let the scoreboard sit where it is and what the score is at the end of it. You see, in politics and what we're watching with everyone in the parties, they move, this, they move the game, they move the yardsticks. Winning and losing is not winning and Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Losing anymore. Well, in football, it doesn't do that. Winners, losers. Well, I played great in that game. Well, it doesn't work in football like that. You could play great in a game and lose. You lost. You lost. Not a Jalen Hurts day. We're going over the roster, and we're going over expectations on the team. You guys are the ones bringing him up. You see, unlike other people, my friend, Brian, when somebody comes in to my sub shop, I give them what they want, not what I want. And I'll tell you something, man. That effort against the Miami Dolphins was terrible. And it's a culture thing. It's totally a culture thing. And I'll say this to you. I don't think the Eagles have had a good preseason. I think it's been, I don't know, uninspiring. Let me bring in my friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. Get his in here on it. Gary, you know... Just not inspired with what I've seen, especially that effort again. And, and, and Gary, people are going to go, well, the ones weren't in. And I'd be like, why? And then secondly, so your twos and threes didn't want to show up and play either. That's a culture thing on that side of the football, especially defensively. But it just seemed to me that the Eagles really just didn't want to go through the exhibition season. Am I making more of it? No, I, I think you make an excellent point. Um, I think when you go out and show an effort like that, it, it just, I mean, it, it, it's losing football. It's losers do that kind of thing. Uh, and I think the fact that the veteran guys normally on a good team, they, they, they'll get in those guys' face and they say, dog, man, you're representing, you know, you, 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 you're making our jersey look bad, man. You, you know, you guys stink. You know, you're not even giving a decent effort. And, and that was horrible, the way they got embarrassed like that. I, I don't care when that happens. You know, you don't you you don't see that out of good teams. That was about that's the worst thing that's happened all training camp was to see that kind of mess because you had guys not even hustling to the balls like they didn't want to make plays. I mean, you know, you're fighting for your football life. Normally, you got guys fighting for their football life. They're scratching and clawing, and just you know, I mean, I was always motivated. Maybe we had some guys who. They weren't going to make the team, and, and maybe they were going to be on the bench or whatever, but they were fighters. And if you don't have fighters, man, you're not going to win. And, you know, I, I didn't like it, the fact that some of the, the veteran guys weren't matter, and they weren't chewing some of those guys out. They were just sitting over there cooling out. Look, they're representing your jersey. They're representing your team that showed that lousy effort. You know, it, it, it sunk, man. And usually, you know, they – those guys get run out, man. That, that's just not good to have that. When, when you, you know, it, it, it's like it's contagious. So that's why I don't like to see stuff like that. But I, I, I really lost some respect for 
you know, the younger guys that were out there, they can't go out there and fight. Anybody can go out and fight, you know. I mean, and, and that really, with a good team, that's a requirement. We don't let people take our heart. If they beat us, that's one thing. But we do not let people embarrass us because we take it personally. And you didn't have that. I, I That's the worst thing that happened all training camp. Was Absolutely. I thought, this, I thought exactly the same thing. And then the first play, a 54-yard completion I mean, across the middle, and it was poor angles, poor tackling. Uh, the conditioning seems to be an issue, too. Someone goes, well, it was, you know, they're in my – you may have to play in weather like that. I mean, hey. you better – it's almost like this, Gary, when you they really do look at it like this and think that they had a success last year because no one was hurt. I go like this. You were 2-5. and five. Yeah, come on. You got out of the gate. How do you feel about the way that they've not played – Tom Brady plays in the final exhibition game. Josh yeah. Allen played last week. I saw numerous veteran guys playing, and why are they coddling him? I mean, it's almost like they think he's an established player, and he's not. I know, I know. Well, you know, this is their mentality. This is this whole soft stuff. I mean, you know, I can understand, you know, uh, not wanting to beat your guys up, but they got to be ready to play. I mean, football is not a nice sport. You know, this is not golf, you know, where, hey, you apologize, you know, be a class guy and apologize, whatever. You know, that's golf. You don't do that in football, you know. And, um, you know, when a guy, uh, he, he, he takes your heart, he doesn't apologize to you for taking your heart and, and, and uh, you know, showing you that you're gutless. But I, I didn't see the fight. I mean, you can get beat, but, you know, to, to not see the fight in those guys. And, and I, and I uh, really expected more of the guys who saw the way they were playing to engage in, it's like they were over there on the sideline and, and they really weren't into the game. I mean, they were just sitting over there watching and it, as it got worse and, you know, nobody, come on. When somebody get, getting beat like that, you show, people show anger. There was, there was no anger. There was no Gary, anger. Gary, I, mean, I think that, I think that Lions game is going to be a tougher game. I watched them over the weekend. The Eagles have more talent position for position, yeah. but I'll tell you one thing that they're doing there. With Chris Spielman and with Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell reminds me of Doug Peterson, the way he coaches uh -huh. that team. And, boy, yeah. I'll tell you something, man. If you're not ready, you're not in shape, and you're not going to go think that they're going to show up, I'll tell you what, that could turn into a 60-minute ball game, especially yeah. if you start getting cute wanting to throw the ball and you also not bringing pressure on golf. If you want to get to golf, you got to bring pressure on that guy. That's what puts him on his back and out of rhythm. That's Cannon right. doesn't do that. Don't make that game close, right? Yeah. Don't make it close. Well, you know, because if you, if you make it close, you're gonna give them, you're gonna give them a lot of hope, you know. And you know, I don't care how you do in training camp or whatever scrimmages and everything. You haven't done anything in the season, so nobody should be walking around like they really accomplished something. You know, because somebody said, well, we, we're really looking good now. You know, that, that doesn't count. You know, you, you don't celebrate that. You know, that's not anything. You know, we had a good practice. Come on. You know, but 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 you have to have a winning mentality where you're going in and you got to be tough on yourself. And that's why they got to be tough on yourself. And I know Nick, he's a nice guy and everything. And, you know, they did make the playoffs last year. But so what? You know, so right. what? That was... 
They 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 walked in backwards into the playoffs last year. That was not, you know, come on. They haven't shown that they can beat good teams. Show me you can beat good teams. You know, show me like when 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 a team you're supposed to beat, you go out, the game's over in the first quarter. That's the way good teams do. They show up, they jump on, they handle their business. Everybody knows this game is over. And that's the kind of team they want to be because they're aspiring to be, and, and they do have talent that look you look at and go, man, they do have some talent. Talent doesn't win games. You got to go out and do it. You know, you got to go out and you got you to gotta jump on people and you got to beat them. But a lot of that comes with an attitude. And Gary, are they, are, 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 are they just, are they reading their press clippings too much here? Are they really, because to me, like come you on, said, everybody's, the quarterback on, thinks he, well, not Jalen, but the organization's treating him like he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They're treating the preseason. And again, you and me aren't looking at, you and me haven't mentioned score at all because we don't really care about it. We yeah. care about setting the edges, having right. good proper angles, showing yep. you give a shit, showing right. that you're fighting for a spot on the team. That's and right. it's not just, see, Jalen Rager to me, Gary, is the prime example of some of the things that go on in that team where you're like this. Jalen Rager didn't earn a spot, but because yeah. he is a first-rounder, he's getting a spot. Kane earned a spot. To me, it's almost like entitlement a little bit. Am I wrong? Well, I, I saw Rager on the sideline. He's over there joking around and laughing. What, what do you have to be laughing about? You haven't accomplished anything in the NFL. What are you laughing about? What is so funny? You have not accomplished anything. Don't be walking around like you got some stripes. You don't have any stripes. You haven't done anything in the league. You've been a total disappointment. You, you know, you need to be a kind of guy that's angry and fighting. But he was, you know, and, and so obviously that kind of attitude's going around that team. They, they got to get, come on. Football is a fight. Come on, it's an organized fight. And you, you can't be where you goody, goody two shoes. And, you know, they got talent. That, come on. All those, all the, all the predictions and stuff, that doesn't give you any wins. Come on, that don't give you anything, man. That, and 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 I think that they've been reading that because I see everybody. Oh man, the Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles. Look, people got to do that. That's just entertainment, man. Okay, that's entertainment. You don't get anything for that. And I I, I like the team when, if anything, they're mad because people are disrespect, disrespecting them. I, I think teams play better when they come in angry. You know, because football is a fight, man. People are not going to give you stuff. Hey, so. Gary, Gary, Jonathan Gannon here, and I, I just said this about him, and I'm going to say it one more time. You know, my coach, I want my coach to be a street fighter, and I want him to have a street fighting mentality because I think that resonates with not just the first 11, but I think that resonates with the entire unit on that side of the ball. When you've mm -hmm. got a coach who's aggressive, He's going after people, getting yeah. people off their point, like Monty Kiffin or like Jim Johnson or like Bud Carson. Guys yeah. like that, those were aggressive men. Yeah. I look at Jonathan Gannon, I see a guy who's a librarian. I yeah. just, it, 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 I mean, Gary, it's just, he, he really has the, the, the bend but don't break mentality. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit that keeps teams like Detroit in games. I know. Well, you know, we saw this last year. I mean, people couldn't believe it. I haven't seen anything changing in the exhibition yeah, I mean, season. You, you cannot play. They do not need to go into the season with this type of attitude where it's just lackadaisical and everything, everybody's goody-goody. 
And, uh, you know, we're all, everything's positive. You know, sometimes, you know, you can get where it's, you're talking positive. You haven't done anything. All you, all you did was have practice. You know, you listen to these guys saying, well, they won this practice, they won that practice. Winning practices doesn't mean anything, man. It doesn't mean anything. And so they haven't accomplished anything, but, but they, they need to really get some fire under them. I hope it doesn't take getting embarrassed and then you all of a sudden get mad. You don't want to lose two, three games and then you go, okay, now we're going to get serious. No, you want to go into the season like the real good teams do. They come in, they're not talking to the other team. They're not buddy-buddy. They got nothing to say to the other team. They go in, they bury them, and then they leave. They handle their business. They show up. They're not trying to befriend anybody. And, uh, you know, people could write up a million articles and a bunch of people can predict a million times they're going to win 12, 13 games. That doesn't mean anything, man. It doesn't mean anything. So we'll see, you know, because we're going to see the leadership on the team. They need to have a talk with those guys because being goody-goody, man, they're just too much. You know, that was not – they were not ready to play. Uh, no, it was – so, like I said, it, it, I didn't see it, it any was of soft. the players. I saw nobody mad on the sideline. Nobody. Nobody it was, was mad, even though they're getting humiliated. Gary, it was soft. Totally humiliated. Right? Soft. What's that? It was soft. Yeah, it was soft. It was soft. And, and, and normally with that kind of thing, at least somebody gets mad because these guys are embarrassing us. They were totally embarrassing the Eagles. And normally on a good team, you're going to have people barking at those, those guys when they come to the sideline going like, man, don't going to start playing some football. You guys are embarrassment, man. I don't care whether you're going to be here or not. You know, you guys didn't even show up. You're not even giving a decent effort. You're not even fighting, man. And that's, that's what I saw, uh, you know, uh, on, on Saturday night. It was two, come on. two last questions for you. Gary, what do you make of the 13-day uh, gap between the games and right now? I mean, it does at least give them a chance to get that attitude and roll that attitude into a position where maybe, like you said, they could start thinking about some of the things that you were just talking about. Well, you know, Nick needs to get their attention. I, you know, and I, I hope he can get their attention and let them know, man, we have, we, we have no excuse. We need to start fast. We need to jump on people. We need to have no mercy on anybody. And we haven't accomplished anything, fellas. So we don't want anybody patting each other on the butt because we haven't done anything. Nobody in here has done a thing. And stop reading them stupid articles and listen to stupid stuff. People talking about how you guys, how great you are. You haven't won a game. Nobody in here has done anything. And, and uh, he needs to get their attention because you can see the way those guys played. And, you know, and they're an extension of the team. Even though a lot of the guys, you know, didn't have the starters playing and everything, the guys out there playing like that are an extension of the team because they have the attitude of the team. And, and that's not the kind of attitude, man. That was just way offline for what they say they want to do because football, people don't give you stuff, man. It's, it's going to be um, – people are going to expect something out of them. So the people, the other teams are going to show up ready to play for them. Final question for you. What's Who is the one guy that you are looking forward to seeing play this year, not named Jalen Hurts on that Eagle team? Well, you know, I, I, I'm really, I really would look forward to seeing, you know, Miles Sanders. I think he played, he's got such an important role that if he can be the type of player that he's capable of being, 
you know, then they're going to have a special year. But he got to show up fighting for his football life because he does. if he doesn't realize, he's fighting for his football life. He keeps getting hurt. He's going to wind up as a, just a, another player. They're going to shuffle him all over the league. You know, he's going to be back up. Whereas he's got the talent to be a special player. The whole thing is, is he going to is he going to show up and fight for it? I want to see that. I think he, I think he will tell us a lot about this team, how he shows up because he could be a difference maker for these guys. Absolutely, Gary. Gary, I appreciate it. Hey, by the way, where are you? Let people know where you are so I'm, people want to come I'm by a, and see I, you. I'm over uh, in. in uh, wait, let me make sure. I'm at PJ Willihan's, which is right in Cherry Hill, and uh, hopefully I'm probably going to be doing some things over here during this during the season. P.J. Willihans in Cherry Hill. Come check it out. You got it, Gary. Thank you so much, my friend. All righty. That's my good friend, Gary Cobb from Fox 29. Funny, Gary says the same thing that I said in the first hour and a half, and I'm a hater, and here's a guy that covers the Eagles every single day, and he repeats basically what I said. Every single thing I said, this team has done shit. Hasn't proven anything yet. I'm a hater. Gary said the same stuff. Is he a hater too? Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Hit the like button. Appreciate everybody coming aboard here. Big sales here again. Let me, let me, let me, let me throw you out here now and make sure you understand if you're hurt or injured on the job, please call my friends at Morgan and Morgan. They will take care of you and your family. When it comes to compensation, like no other law firm in the country, they're the biggest. For the people, it's not a slogan. It is who they are with over 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida. Nobody will represent you better than Morgan & Morgan. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call them, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sales sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan and Morgan for the people.com. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. 
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com. And on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. Gary Cobb says the same thing I say. You guys call me a hater. Gary Cobb's right on. And by the way, we don't bring guys on the program knowing what they're going to say. Michael Irvin came on and said that this opportunity for the Eagles to have a dynasty is right in front of them. I think we all agree to that. But do you have the right people at the helm? Do you have a right head coach? OC. You really think that Shane Steichen, who didn't develop Jalen Hurts at all last year, is the right OC for him? What, what, where do you get that from? What part of last year when Shane Steichen took over the Eagles made you go, man, Jalen was a different ball player. They take the ball out of his hands. What makes you say Shane Steichen's the right OC for him? What? He didn't develop. I told you Jalen Hurts was a caboose last year. He was a caboose on the running game. They put the passing game and they shelved it. And Jalen became a focal point in the run game. Not the passing game. The run game. And every time they had to play against a formidable opponent and they had to throw the ball, they were exposed. And like Gary said, they've done nothing this offseason to improve off of last year. Do you know how they have told people they've improved? By signing A.J. Brown, 
I've seen nothing to the contrary that makes me go, it's not going to be another repeat of last year. Just in a weaker conference, and they're better in their own division because everyone else sucks in the division. Lions will improve, Eagles will make, or compete for a wild card or better. Okay. Not much of an improvement. Bleach, Jalen's not a bum. That, that, that I have never said. And if I did, it's in jest. He's not a bum. Okay? He's not a bum. I see more intensity and passion from our offensive coaches and Sirianni than I ever have from Gannon. And you can see that reflecting on the field. Yes. Majority of the time. Ronald, yes. Yes. Rest of the conference has declined. That is valid. That It has. Everyone else has making a... What's this? The Packers are still going to be good, but did they make a step backwards by not having De- Devontae Adams on the team? Yes. Absolutely. Did the Rams make a step backwards? I don't really think so. I think the Rams have made a lateral step. I mean, they lose Von Miller, right? He goes to Buffalo, but they still have Aaron Donald, and they get the linebacker from Seattle. I don't know. It's kind of like a lateral move, right? And they had Allen Robinson. I don't know. They're still the champs. The Bucs have made a step back because Injuries in the O-line. You know what, man, I'm starting. You you know, how how about this? Let me show you the difference between the Eagles and the Saints. I think the Saints actually now, after the preseason, I'm going to think that the Saints, I think they've made a upgraded quarterback with Jameis Winston there now. And I'm not saying over Breeze. I'm saying over who they had after Winston got hurt last year. That's an uptick. How about this? I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about the Saints doing something. They could be a surprise team this year. If Winston throws for 30 touchdowns, let's say he throws for 15 INTs, they'll make the postseason. The Saints will make the postseason. And the Eagles are kind of crawling along, getting better, small steps. You add a $100 million player. That's got to help. I agree. Okay. You try to dress in your safety position, but not really. Your running back position is by committee. You got a guy in there that's never healthy. But because you're old line, you're leaning on that heavily and you're leaning on Stoutland. Like I said last week, Jeff Stoutland's the most important coach in your, in your locker room. Okay. I did. Sirianni chewed Hurts out multiple occasions last year, and he chewed Gannon, chewed Gannon ass out, and Gannon was saying he didn't. The personal only time will tell. Well, look, sometimes people say things in the heat of the moment there. 
Jalen does not suck. Okay. He does not. Nobody has said that. Okay. Guy did a fine job at being the captain of the football team last year to get them across the finish lines into the playoffs. It's a fine job. Bling Gabbert got to the playoffs. Okay. I mean, no, no. Blake Bortles took the Jags to the playoffs. Big deal. Big deal. And you're in Philadelphia. Welcome to the NFL. I thought that was supposed to be something that is common. Okay. Ty's like, we gave Gannon the ingredients. He said he said he didn't have. Absolutely, Ty. You know one thing you've never heard Jalen Hurts say? You've never heard Jalen Hurts. And this is one of the beautiful things about Jalen Hurts that I absolutely love about the player. He never makes excuses up for anything. You got a defensive coordinator that made excuses up on why he wasn't effective last year. He blamed the players. That's why I hate that guy. You blame the players? We didn't have the personnel last year to do what I really wanted. Bro, you blame your guys in the building for your ineptness. And now that you have the guys, you still look the same, soft. Setting the edges. Playing with intensity. Again, no one's asking you to go out with twos versus ones and win those battles against frontline NFL guys. But at least give a shit. Okay? Hey, eventually, let me ask any of you this. Okay? Let me ask any of you this. If a guy's punching you in the face, okay, and you're at a tailgate, and he's hitting you in the face four or five times, or he's slapping you in the back of the neck, aren't eventually you going to turn around and go, you do that shit again to me, I'm going to knock you out. Aren't you? Or are you just going to let that guy hit you in the back of the head for three hours until the game starts? That's a soft mentality. I want fighters. I'm not talking stupid fighters either. I'm talking I want fighters. Fighting for jobs. Fighting for careers. That's an attitude you have in your locker room. Gary said it too. Wasn't, and it hasn't been shown on that side of the ball, in my opinion, the entire camp. But they're going to flip a switch. And you know what some people may say to you? Sills, it's only preseason. Being great, you're not great 5% of the time in your life. Being great is something you have to practice and strive to be every second you live. If people are watching you or not. See, when you're great all the time, then it becomes second nature to you. And there is no switch. You're just fucking great. Being great is hard because if that was the case, everybody would be great. But some of you here are, Sills, it's only preseason. Don't make more of it. Again, I'm not making anything of the games. I'm making more of the effort. And the want to give a shit. That's more where I'm coming from. Show me you care. You got 13 days now to have this sitting around your neck where you look back and you put the body of work in for a month 
uh, football training camp. They went through the motions. Couple drives, couple series. I'll reset. I'll reset. Hit the like button. Now we're three. National Football Show. Keep it right here. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour number three, National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. I want to reiterate that again to you that I think Kenny Pickett has a better passing arm than Jalen Hurts does. And the reason I do that is because it just shows you that if you use your eyeball test sometimes, and by the way, don't misconstrue that, that I think that Pickett's a better quarterback than Jalen. He just has more arm talent. And he's more accurate. You can see it. And it's on display for you. Versus have, I'll tell you this. 
Winning Jalen's way is a chore. Running the ball. RPOs. You're just not going to have a series where a guy just drives you down the field and he's the engine. Everybody's got to be on the same page, man. To get That's going to be 14, 15, 16 play drives like that. I mean, you, that's going to be a lot of work. That's going to be a lot of work to win ball games. Okay? Fact sounds like Giants fans should be Rams fans. By the way, Tyrod Taylor should be starting in New York. Um, Sills, you talk more Hurts than Dems talk Trump. That's because your entire season, just like the Republican Party, is centered around Trump. The Philadelphia Eagles season rests on the arm of Jalen Hurts. What, do you think it rests on Hassan Reddick? Darius Slay? A.J. Brown, your season is on that quarterback's arm like every other team. Your football team is in the hands of that guy. You have built, like I said, and again, I want to make it very clear. I think you've built a roster that's the deepest in the NFC. I think you're limited a quarterback. That's all. The, the the biggest question mark on your team can't be that position again. It's not wide out. Watch this. What's the biggest question marks going into 2022's NFL season? The quarterback? Here, let me write them down. <laughs> and, and look how vital they are. The QB and the coaching staff. Two biggest things you can have. Is the O-line a Super Bowl caliber line? Yes. Do you have dual corners that are as good as anybody in the league? Yes. Do you have wide receivers and a tight end as a group that can compete with anybody in the league? Yes. Your running game, eh, the league's done it by committee. And they've de-emphasized and devalued that position now for the last decade. Darren linebackers have become like dudes running back. Who would have ever thought in my lifetime that running backs would be less of a value than wideouts? Wideouts used to be a dime a dozen. Get them on the street, get a guy turn him into Wes Welker or Julian Edelman. Now it's running backs. I would have never have thought in a game as physical as pro football that the running game, running back, and the running back position would be so de-emphasized. You know those contracts that you saw with Todd Gurley? And who was the other guy? Zeke. Gurley and Zeke? Unless it's Derrick Henry... You're never going to see deals like that again, like Christian McCaffrey got. No way. They don't last. Why would I spend $25 million a year on a running back when I can go get two wideouts at $10, $15 million a pop if I've got a quarterback? Why would I do that? I wouldn't. Okay? I wouldn't. 
That Tony Jefferson kid got released. I'd take a look at him better than anything you've got in the secondary when it comes to your safety positions. I'd take a look at him. I don't know if he's better. I shouldn't say that. Okay. Marina goes, Hurts has shown improvement. Gannon is not. Jalen Hurts has not shown improvement. How do you know that? Because he did it against the Jets? Where did you see that? Because somebody told you in practice, Pauly Shore's writing those stats down? That's a joke. You heard Gary Cobb say it's a joke. Gary Cobb goes, it's a joke. You talk about winning practices. It's a joke. Nobody takes that seriously that has any common sense in them, except media people that cover the team, like IP and some of the reporters. No disrespect to the guys. But a true football guy goes, practice doesn't mean you won anything or improved. It's a homogenized, sterile situation that they put you in for confidence. This entire camp for Jalen Hurts has been about building his confidence up to make the plays. Nothing else. The talk. Hey, you know what else, too? The behind-the-scenes talk with media people to talk kindly on Jalen. Telling everybody we love the kid. Hey, all of that is by design. How about Sirianni coming out the other day going like this, right, Xander? Greatest practice I've ever seen since he's been here. When everybody who was in Miami went, what the hell was he talking about? This was about confidence, this camp. It's okay. But I don't really think Jalen Hurts needs confidence. He's got that instilled in him. I think what he needed was coaching, better coaching. Not wishful thinking coaching. Some of you go like this, and Xander even said it. Mac Jones looked terrible. Watch Mac Jones come out and play well this year. Because Belichick knows his second year is his toughest year. It is for every quarterback that plays in this league. The second year is the toughest year because everyone's got a book on you. You really think that Nick Sirianni and Shane Steich can have prepared Jalen Hurts to see the worst of what's to happen yet this year? Absolutely not. Everything has been done perfectly for him and it and this is not anything on him this is shitty coaching this is this is shitty preparation here get this so they put him in these perfect positions to look good they don't condition and they bitch that they're in miami because it's too hot so you mean to tell me you put that effort out because it was too hot i mean guys you may have to play in that temperature Early in the season, it may be hot like that when you have to go to FedEx in week three. You don't know. How about when you have to go to Arizona? Well, it's inside in Glendale. Okay. And you got the Jags at the link. Okay. Eagles media people said Hertz was shaky at times, and other city reporters said he's shaky too. It's going to be a long first eight weeks. Anthony, I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a slow start to the season, and I think they end the season going nine and four. I'm even more convinced of that. And so basically, I think Gary Cobb is. Okay. 
Funny, somebody just goes like this. Um, the Patriots will be the third best team in that AFC East. Well, the Dolphins are going to be better. And by the way, they look great against the Eagles. And that's not their fault. You guys didn't have effort. That's not the Eagles' fault. No one tried. Or the Dolphins' fault. No one tried on the Eagles. That's, not, that's an Eagle thing. Where does Cobb get this crap? Practice. He goes to practice every day. That's where he gets it from. Unlike you, Matthew, he goes to practice and watches it. That's why we have him on. He's there every day. That media could show up to practice. Gary Cobb goes for Fox 29 in Philly. That's where he gets it from. That's okay with you. Okay. Nobody talks about the Dolphins' defensive line. They get, you know what? They've improved. They've improved, and they were improving under Brian Flores, too, by the way. How good is that coaching staff, too, in Pittsburgh with Brian Flores on it? You see how Pittsburgh's defense has improved already with Flores being on it? That, you, you see an attitude also. I'd like to have Brian Flores as the um, Eagle defensive coordinator. Man, would that be a great coup getting him? Boy, I'd love to have him. He's a special assistant now to Mike Tomlin. You can already see the improvement. Cam uh, Cam Hayward, I was texting him back and forth because I knew his pop very well, Ironhead. And we were going back and forth, and I think his brother's going to make the team. Xander, you know the kid from Michigan State that got him playing tight end? You know what's great about the, um, the Steelers is that the D-line coach is a former teammate of mine, Carl Dunbar. And the tight end coach is Alfredo Roberts. He's a former teammate of mine at the Miami Hurricanes. And I, I text Alfredo. I go, um, I, think I, I think I got that text. I said this. I go, is Cam Hayward going to make the team? He goes, I think he is. Yeah, I think I got that number in here. And so I talk to the Steelers a lot. I talk to the Steelers and. I talked to Carl, too, and I asked him um, about the kid. I, I just love the way they, they coach their players. Yeah, there's a – oh, I can't. Well, I got to cover the number. But there's Alfredo Roberts. See the University of Miami? He's my teammate. So I'll cover the number. I text him. He goes, I think the kid's going to make the team. I like the guy, man. I hate the damn Steelers. Dude, they're always good. Hey, <clears throat> that kid, George Pickens, Xander said it. He's a stud. That kid's good, man. Hey, Xander, that kid from George is good. That kid is good. He's going to make some plays this year. They got the quarterbacks too, man. Okay? Dude, hey, Fly, Kenny Pickens, man. I think he can... I think he can spin that rock. Dom, embarrassing. Okay. Ronald says this. I think any fan of the Eagles should be concerned and upset with the performance of the team this weekend without overreacting. Correct, Ronald. Like like this, like this, Ronald. Like, Ronald, like this with the effort. Really? Your final dress rehearsal. 
That's what you put on tape? Guys fighting for jobs? Was it already predetermined that everybody in the building knows who made the team? That's even more of a problem. Hey, I never thought about this, guys. Maybe everybody who played on Saturday knew who made the team already. And some of those guys were like, why give effort? Little did they realize that 31 other teams are going to be watching that tape to see if there's anybody out there worth the shit. And after what I saw against the Dolphins, I wouldn't call anybody up. I wouldn't call any of those players up from Philly. That kind of effort you're going to have in a must-win must situation where you're trying to win a spot, phew, and you know you're being put on tape. Anytime there's tape on you, you need to put the best tape you possibly can, even practice tape, because that goes to personnel people around the league. Okay? How long do you think Gannon's leash is this year? I'll get the entire year. He'll have the entire year to fuck this thing up. Absolutely. There's going to be a moment where that guy has got to bring heat. And let me say this to you. You sit back and you play the way you think and you act against Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers will throw for 500 yards against you. And then it'll be a quick reality check. You're not ready to beat elite teams. You got to pressure a guy like Rodgers. You got to get to him. You got to have up the field, over the center pressure, and you've got to get after people. Not just perimeter pressure, because he can escape that. You got to bring multiple varieties of different styles of twists and stunts and disguise coverages in the secondary against guys like, and I don't believe he has the forte for that. I just don't. Seals Hurts put up numbers. I mean, really balls out MVP level. But we end up losing eight and nine because of special teams and defense. Would you extend them? Listen, if Jalen goes out there and plays, just like with Cousins last year, Kirk Cousins put up really great offensive numbers and the defense shit the bed. That's not on Kirk Cousins. If Jalen goes out there and puts up 4,200 yards, and 29 touchdowns, and he's improved? Of course you do. Look, I've said this before to you. What's more important this year, finding out if your quarterback's the guy? See, what what Eagle fan wants is this. You want to win 13 games, and you want to have a franchise quarterback. Well, you ain't getting both. You're not getting both this year. You're not. Which one do you want? Pick one, because you're not getting both. You don't have the talent at the position yet. Like I said last week to you also, if Jalen Hurts improves 5%, that'll be an incredible percentage. But the defensive coordinators are going to increase on defending him 15%. So it's going to look like he did in advance. Every year we see it. Josh Allen, everyone. Now you have your anomalies like Joe Burrow and guys like that and Patrick Mahomes. Those guys are freak shows, okay? Those guys are special players. Jalen's not a special player. Hey, Kyler Murray, is he a special player? Kind of. 
I could say the same thing about Jalen. Is he kind of? Okay, you know what I mean? But you can win with kind of. Not everybody has Joe Burrow. We know this. How many coaching careers go by the wayside because they don't have the right signal caller? Can you imagine what Rex Ryan's career would have looked like if he had Tom Brady as his quarterback instead of Mark Sanchez as his? Would have been a here. I'll give you a better one. Xander's guy. What if, what if what if Nick Saban had Drew Brees in Miami instead of Dante Culpepper? There'd be no Alabama dynasty. There could be a Miami dynasty. That would have been going back and forth between Brady and Breeze for 20 years. Can you imagine if Saban had Breeze instead of Culpepper on how that would have looked? Nick Saban would have never went to Tuscaloosa because he would have had his guy. In the NFL, if you don't have the guy, you'll never be the guy. Okay? And winning – like – who is the last quarterback that you would consider a non-franchise guy? Flacco that won a Super Bowl? Who would be a guy that you wouldn't pay $45 million to? Joe Flacco. I'm trying to think of another guy in the last 20 years. Who, who, who would be a quarterback where you went, right? In the last 20 years. Who's won a Super Bowl you went? Foles? Foles was a substitute teacher. You're right. Okay, so Foles and Flacco in 20 years, two of them. That's not 20 years. Dilfer was early um, 97, I think he was. Didn't they win that Super Bowl in 97? Um, The Ravens Super Bowl. The Ravens Super Bowl was in the late 90s, if I'm not mistaken, because Flacco won that Super Bowl with the Ravens in the 2000s. Um, Big Ben's a Hall of Fame quarterback, dude. Roethlisberger's going, yeah, 2000, that's right. They beat the Giants. That's 22 years ago. I said 20 years, but okay. Okay, 2000, yeah, they beat the Giants that year at, um, what do you call it? They beat them in the, um, they beat them in Tampa. Brad Johnson, so you got Brad Johnson, Nick Foles. Eli Manning's going to the Hall of Fame. Okay, Eli is a Hall of Fame. When you beat the GOAT twice, and you're the Super Bowl MVP twice, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Eli's going to the Hall of Fame. Okay? As much as people hate it. That's right. He's a Hall of Fame lock. That's what Xander says. I don't care his record's 117 and 117 and 1. He's going to the Hall of Fame because he's got the Tiffany name and also because he's beaten the GOAT twice, and he knocked off a team that was undefeated. Yeah, it was the first year of hard knocks. Aaron Rodgers, if you'd known as NFC champ, 
championship record. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. You'll be unanimous going into the Hall of Fame. You're out of your mind. When you talk shit on Aaron Rodgers, you've never had a quarterback in Eagle franchise history even close to the guy. Not even remotely close. He's arguably, seriously, one of the top three throwers in the history of the sport. There's nobody more accurate, and there's nobody that has one more. This guy's got 450 touchdown passes and 93 picks. It's insanity. Jalen Hurts through nine picks. I don't think – I'm, I'm not sure that Aaron Rodgers has thrown nine picks in the last three years. It's incredible on what he's done. So – Make no mistake about it this year. All the things, like I said, and I'm resetting here. Like I said to you, this is how they ended their exhibition season. Poor effort against the Dolphins. Poor tackling. Poor angles. Okay? Couple series against the Jets and the Browns. I see a little bit of improvement. And every time I read the Inquirer and every time I read a website, I would swear to God that Jalen Hurts is one of the most established quarterbacks. I've They've made that illusion almost a reality. It's not. He's not established. You talk about him. You know, when people start talking about Hurts and 40 million per, that, that's conversation for an established guy. Not for a guy you still got question mark. So you get this, how crazy the conversation is here sometimes about this direct topic. One hand, we talk about whether or not he's the guy. And on the other hand, we're talking about a $40 million deal. So you think he's going to either be a bust or a $40 million guy? Wow. Is that an eye-opener for me? He's either going to be the guy or a $40 million guy. What an absolute roll of the dice with a great roster. Maybe that's where I come from here with this. Because this roster is so good. It's so good. And you're rolling the dice at the quarterback position. They got a $10 quarterback and a $200 million roster. You're paying the guy 1-1. As I've been telling you, starting quarterback at Ole Miss makes more. The starting quarterback at Alabama makes three times as much. You get what you pay for. But you're trying to make this work with a $1.1 million guy. I'm trying to think of all the elite teams in the league right now. Let's take a look at that. What guy in the NFL right now They listen to me. They listen to me. And they listen to me. San Francisco just gave Garoppolo a one-year deal. San Francisco will play for the Super Bowl this year, too. Because it'll get to a point where Trey Lance relinquishes that. 
he hasn't practiced with the team one day. And they gave him a one-year contract and they were afraid to cut him or trade him. Because if Garoppolo leaves and goes to Seattle, DK Metcalf and a couple dudes up there, you know, wow, you talk about San Fran blinking. San Francisco blinked. At the end of the day, San Francisco went like this, Xander. Shit. What if he goes to Seattle? And we have to play. How old is Jimmy G, by the way? I knew it, man. I knew they were having problems letting him go. You just don't let go with 38 and 16. How old is Jimmy Garoppolo? He's 30. This guy's got 10 years. You're not letting that guy go. The Niners blinked. Trey Lance, one play Trey, baby. Dude, after that last shitty exhibit of football by Trey Lance, John Lynch went like this. I think we can afford $25 million. Talk about blinking. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Holy cow, man. I knew they, hey, because I I said this. I go like this. I go, I think I even tweeted this out. I go, so wait a minute here. Let me get this right. So the 49ers are just going to cut a guy who's considered one of the greatest quarterbacks in 49er history for one play, Trey. Not me, man. Not me. Ooh. Dude, can you imagine if Jimmy Garoppolo would have went to Philadelphia? Okay. He goes to Philly, takes the team to the NFC title game, and he plays the Niners. He'd have beat them. You can't have that. How about if he goes to the Giants and you see him again? One play trade, man. Ronald says after watching this preseason, despite all their praise for Trey Lance. Hey, that's a great example. Trey Lance is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Trey Lance is ready. Trey Lance is this. Trey Lance is that. Hey, Trey Lance has everything. Eh, I think we're going to keep Garoppolo. (laughs) And you're keeping a guy that has not practiced one play with the team, and you kept them. You talk about blinking. All that shit they talk about Jalen and how great he is. Niners tried that shit with Trey Lance, and they went like this. Eh, Maybe that's why the Eagles didn't want to play Jalen that much in the exhibition season. Because then he would be exposed a little bit on having to go through progressions and such. And they really never gave that any opportunity. They did that to Trey. Then at the end of the exhibition season, the 49ers go like this. I think we're keeping him. We're just going to let that guy. They weren't going to. 
So get this, that meant this. They had no intention of cutting him. Steve, Steven, Garoppolo just went like this. How's that taste? How's your boy now? How's, how's your boy now? You, do you think, hey, do you guys actually, M. Reyes, he is one of the great quarterbacks in 49er history. His win percentage proves that. Young. Young. Montana. Brody. Him. This guy's 33 and 14 as a starting quarterback in San Francisco. How's that not one of the better records in franchise history? Oh, I forgot. Wait a minute. How about that? No, you, you guys are probably thinking of um, who's that guy's name? Um, Gino Carmazzi. <laughs> the great Jimmy, Jimmy Carmazzi. No, Gino Carmazzi. <laughs> oh. Hey, Rick Meyer, go get him, dog. Jeff Garcia, too, man. Yeah. How Jeff Garcia was better. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Funny how. You can't, hey, so you take a team to two of the last three NFC championship games and you're 38 and you're 16 overall and five and two in the postseason and you're not one of the better quarterbacks in Niner history. Oh, my God. Listen to this. Oh, my God. Big Sills again. I kept telling 49er. Also, no trade and no tag clauses in that contract. So he has freedom to leave in 2023. He gets to pick where he wants to play next year. Dude, he owns he owns the 49ers this year. He won that. Jimmy, because we treated you like shit, they did this. Actually, that's a sign of respect on what they're doing here. That's a sign of true respect. No trade, no tag clauses. Here's $25 million, and you get to go wherever you want. We can't just let you walk out the building. Okay? That's respect. That's actually really cool respect. Dude, we can't just cut you and let you go somewhere, come back and haunt us. They were afraid of that. He probably would have went right up to Seattle, right, with Lockett and DK Metcalf. And Garoppolo inside the division, you can't have that. You can't you, you can't have that. You, you just here he is coming into San Fran beating us. That's not gonna work. And then one play tray. Fantastic. All right. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. passionately go fearlessly go confidently go birds 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the polls. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the oz. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. And <laughs> just tweeted out Jimmy G bent the Niners over. You bet they did, man. Who man, that's gotta hurt. You could you had a guy with a wounded chicken wing. This guy's arm was on like repair. He had surgery. Okay? And you gave him a contract. Because you were afraid of him going somewhere, coming back to haunt you. And hey, and and you're doing this. Watch this. You're watching Trey Lance and you're Kyle Shanahan. You're doing this. Shit. Jimmy makes that play all night. Hey, Jimmy makes that play all night. Hey, John Lynch. Jimmy makes that play all night. Hey, Jimmy, we got a Super Bowl roster here. Hey, Jimmy makes that play all night. You know, what do you want to do here? Well, Tuesday's coming up. Is he going to be on the ride? So now you got a $25 million a year guy that's the backup in San Francisco, and your starting quarterback makes a million five. Your backup quarterback makes $25 million. Hey, no, that sounds like a really well done and thought out plan. Holy jeez. <laughs> oh my God, man. 
Dude, this thing was. <laughs> hey, this is Xander. Jimmy's going to walk into practice tomorrow with his balls out like he's King Kong. Dude, he's going to walk in that room going like this. Yeah, I got treats and presents for everyone. Hey, here's a Rolex for you, a Rolex for you. Trey, you get a Seiko. <laughs> hey, Trent, here's a Rolex, Submariner. Trey Lance, you get a Timex. <laughs> you get a Timex. <laughs> Garoppolo is a, is a Rolex, and Trey Lance is a Timex. <laughs> Oh, well done, guys. Hey, John, that has to be one of the one of the smartest things I've ever seen done at the quarterback position. You shit all over Garoppolo. You first tried to get Stafford last year. You kicked the tires a little bit on Brady in 2020. You did everything you can. Then you made a trade with the Dolphins. And now, get this, this also sends a sign that if you're Trey Lance, is the team really mine? Because now you're on a short leash. You know why he's on a short leash? Because your head coach is 7-28 and 28 without Garoppolo. Ooh. Here comes the Jimmy train. Come on, Sills. Get on the Jimmy train. Boom, I'm on the Jimmy train. Are you on the Jimmy train? I'm on the Jimmy train. Where's the Trey Lance train? Uh, it, it, it derailed. <laughs> it de- oh, I'm back on the Jimmy train. Look, we're going towards the NFC title game. Again? No. Not with Jimmy train. Yeah, and then I get to go anywhere I want if I go to an NFC title game and I get to pick my team like the Buccaneers, like I said. Ooh. So Brady leaves the Bucks, and Garoppolo goes to Tampa. Give me the Jimmy train. I'm just trucking on down, baby. Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy Grappolo. I just signed a one-year contract, and I'm making more than the starter. Well, you gave up three first rounds. The Jimmy train. I like the Jimmy train. That Trey Lance guy now, he must be sitting there going, Jesus. Is this really my team? You just gave Grappolo $25 million. Woo! Trey Lance, the all-pro combine quarterback. Got it. Yeah. Or Jimmy comes to Philly. Now you got your guy, man. Oh, hey, wait. I'm not supposed to say anything about Hurts because if I pick up Paisan, if I pick up Paisan over Jalen, they'll say this. Well, Cilio's only doing it because, you know, he only loves Italian guys, which kind of could be true. Because it does end in a vowel and an O, too, to boot. So I could probably – probably why I like Garoppolo a lot more is because he's Italian and it does end in an O. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some truth to it. Sal, do you think that ruins Trey's season? I don't know. We'll find out if he's Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. It doesn't matter. Dude, if I got a guy who's sitting behind me who's 5-2 and two in the postseason – and 38 and 16, and my coach is 7 and 28. I don't know. How do you feel about having that guy? And he makes $25 million. How do you feel about that sitting behind you? Good or bad? Woo, baby. 
Trey Lance isn't ready, man. He's totally not ready. <laughs> you see bad Jimmy going up to Seattle, coming out of just whooping up on the Niners. Mm. Jordan loved Trey Lance drinking beers and texting each other right now. Shit, man. I never get to play in Green Bay. Only in exhibition football. How about you, Trey? Shit, man, they just signed Garoppolo right from out from under me. They told me they were sending his ass away. Yeah, man. What are we going to do now? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Hey, Steven. Like Xander says, if I'm Jimmy G, I'm walking into the locker room tomorrow going, like I'm, like, like I'm Clint Eastwood. I'll come back and kill every one of you sons of bitches if you don't bury Ned right. <laughs> yeah, you don't bury Ned right. I'll come back and kill every one of you sons of bitches. Yeah, man. It's one of my favorite lines. This guy's like a wide herb, man. He just walks in like this. Jimmy G with his giant Subway sandwich. <laughs> hey, Xander. This guy walks in with his giant Subway sandwich and goes in and goes, new sheriff in town. We got a new sub. It's called a Jimmy G sub. And it's a 10-footer. <laughs> Boy, I love it when organizations get a jam back in them like that. And I agree completely with some of the players that have made comments out of Niners. And Jimmy Garoppolo has handled himself with great dignity. He's been a great teammate through all of this. And Tony Gonzalez is right. He deserves better than this. And they rewarded him. Actually, the Niners did the right thing in the end. They did the right thing in the end. Jimmy G hurts? Shit. You kidding me? Garoppolo is a true quarterback. Hurts is a gimmick. <laughs> Look, hey, hey, Xander. Okay, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. M. Reyes. Okay, it's over with. Jalen Hurts is Tala. <laughs> I think he's Northern Italian, though. He's Morgan Abli Don. He's either Nabli Don or Calabrese. But that's okay. We're almost paisans. Okay, man. We're cl- Look, I'm a Hertz guy now. I'm a Hertz guy. So Hertz is Italian? Shit. Moses Malone's Italian. He ends an E, right? Jimmy G restructuring his contract from 27 down to 6.5 to remain on the Niners. Yeah, they gave him some. What's, okay, what's the signing bonus? He just didn't take a $27 million to $9 million. There's a signing bonus money in there too somewhere. Okay, they gave him more on the sign because you're not just going to go, yeah, instead of making 27, because on the open market, Garoppolo would have got 27. That's under market value. The the franchise tag's 30. Garoppolo clearly would have gotten a 30 or $25 million contract if he just was cut. Big dog, okay, Sills, say Hurts flops. Would you go after Trey Lance? Jordan Love or Jimmy G. No, man. Your your GM has already hedged his bets. 
Hooko went to the draft. He ain't taking any one of them dudes. Why would I want to pay Garoppolo $25 million when I could go get a guy in the draft and he's on a rookie pay scale? Why would I do that? I wouldn't. I would go into the draft. I wouldn't take any one of those guys. That's not what – how he's either – look, it's either Jalen or a draft choice. It's either Jalen or a draft choice. I mean, how could you look at the other 52 guys in the locker room in the face after you just let Garoppolo walk out the door in favor of Trey Lance? You couldn't. Okay? I disagree. I think Hertz can elevate to justified big money. Good luck. We'll see. Once again, potential. Hasn't done it. Which 2021 playoff quarterback would you take Jimmy G over other than Hertz? Um, none. None. I wouldn't. But he beat Dak and he beat Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> In their buildings. I don't know. Okay. You know, I mean, it does come down to winning, I guess. Right? I think he was talking more NFC. I cannot wait for this season. Wow, what news on Garoppolo? (laughs) That just shows you, man. All the public shit that... Hey, this goes back to the Eagles here. All that public shit that they've been talking to you about, they didn't believe in San Francisco at the end, did they? Xander, how how much conversation have we heard about how great Trey Lance has looked and how awesome and all the players, Kittle and... All them guys just saying he's got it and he's ready to rock and roll. The end of the day, when it came down to real nuts and bolts, the 49ers went like this. We can't let that guy go like that. Because if they didn't, why did they just cut him? Just cut him. Oh, he's got them by the short hairs. Would you be willing to apologize if Hurts balls out? No. I'll say, well, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's called being wrong. Look, if I could say whether or not Jalen Hurts is going to be a success this year, I wouldn't be wasting it here talking like that. I'd be down at the lottery place picking lottery tickets. You bet. Hey, if I was a really good, like, prediction dude, like Nostradamus, see, I'm more Nostradamus than Nostradamus, okay? So if I could predict that, I'd be predicting lottery numbers, dude, or I'd be in Vegas. Be crazy? Niners folded, man. They're, they're, they got their cards like this, you know, they're talking shit, like they got four aces. Jimmy goes like this. He puts four. Hey, 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 Xander, 
Jimmy G put four aces down on the table. He put four aces on the table and went, yeah, I think I win. <laughs> oh, man, you talk about gigantic onions. Oh, my God. And, dude, if you're Trey Lance and you see this guy walk in the locker room tomorrow, you know it's his team. You know every guy in that locker room is going, management, they blinked. They don't think he's it. Or they're not sure. So the Niners, just like the Eagles, are going in to the regular season, pumping themselves up to think their guy's the guy. It's all been talk. The 49ers and Trey Lance show you that what the Eagles have been doing has been the same. That's why they haven't coached them hard. They want this thing to look as good as it can. And it does. Looks great. And what you have is you have all the media people except Big Sills in your back pocket going, it's a wait and see here. What kind of waffle answer is that? Either, he, either you think he is or he does, he's not. You're never going to hear that with me. Hey, well, you know, if he plays well, you know, we'll just have to wait and see because I'm in that room of wait and see. The fuck is that kind of take? <laughs> what kind of take is that? What kind of position is that? Do you think he's good or not? Do you think he's a franchise guy? Yay or nay? No. Because I don't think Trey Lance is. 49er fans get on my backside about that too. Oh, Sulio. You know, I go, I don't see it. I don't care what 40 he runs. I'll tell you who, hey, I'll tell you who's looked good. Can I tell you who I've seen where I've done this? Huh. I'm in this room with this guy. You ready? What quarterback do you think I'm in this room with now? Huh? Huh? What quarterback do you think in the NFL now I'm doing this? Huh. Not bad, man. I saw some pretty good throws. I saw him moving around, getting out of trouble. I saw him finding open guys. I saw him looking down the field. That picket's been impressive. He has been. Tua would have been a good bet, Dank. Guess who? Justin Fields. I saw him this last weekend making plays. I was like this, huh? I saw him for the first time looking down the field and I saw him see the field and I went, huh? I was like, wow, okay, well, let's see if he can. I'll say this to you, Justin Fields, and you know me, I have not been a fan since I've been on Jacob. Justin Fields made me do this. Huh. Okay. He's gotten better in the exhibition season. Justin Fields got better. He got better. I did. I saw him make some touchdown throws, and I was like, you know, man, he's not as terrible as I thought. Dank, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. 
yeah, Willis is being well coached in Tennessee. Okay. Dank, I really did, man. I was I, I went back and watched some of his highlight throws. You know, he was not just looking in front of him any longer and waiting for the hit to come. Um, he still needs a little bit better pocket presence, but I saw him look down the field. He looked he looked better. I thought he looked better. By the way, Lomas Brown, 20-year NFL veteran, part of the Lions broadcast team, will be with us tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern time. We'll talk with him about the Lions going through hard knocks, what he saw through the exhibition season. They're going to be a, they're going to be a handful. Yeah, big dog. <clears throat> VVS says, Dan, Jay Fields is just as good as Lawrence. I don't think so but he, hey fields got fields got better this um offseason he got better he got better lomas was a beast lomas is the dear friend of mine i've known lomas brown Whew. okay hey xander xander goes like this sells fields looking like he's gonna prove you wrong he he may he may because I did, like I said, he's gotten better. You know, sitting there banging on him and then turning around watching him the last two weeks. This is how I'll do it. He's gotten better. He totally has gotten better. Yeah, I've known Lomas Brown since I was. Shit, man, you want to hear something about Gary Cobb we had on today? I've known Gary Cobb since I was 10 years old. Okay. And I've known Lomas Brown since I was 19. I've known him since I was 19. I, I've, I've known, God, are you kidding me? I've known Lomas 40 years. I've known Gary Cobb 50 years. Gary Cobb was one of my idols growing up, man. Love Gary Cobb. I told Gary Cobb when I was 12 years old, man, you could do it, I could do it. He was... I think he was at Southern Cal then. Do you know? I know Will Rolf. He's good people. Will's a really good dude, man. That Kansas City fan base is awesome. By the way, that that choir huddle they did for Dawson, dope. Totally dope. Awesome stuff, guys. We really appreciate it. 13 days out. We're going to put a clock on this too. 13 days out from the start of the NFL season. I cannot wait to see the storylines. What a huge storyline today in San Francisco uh, concerning a quarterback. Incredible news. I think it's going to happen by tomorrow with all the cuts. Hey, could Howie make a move for another backup quarterback? Are they going to keep three? There's a lot of storylines going down as we get closer into the Labor Day weekend where cuts have to happen before you get ready for the upcoming regular season on September 11th. Please hit the like button. Xander, great stuff. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side.